0: Good morning. It's May 25th, a bright and breezy morning in New York City, and this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. Ron DeSantis' presidential kickoff event on Twitter went exactly as expected, with 20 minutes of dead air and glitches, thanks to Elon Musk having gutted the site's functionality. Then, when they did get it up and running, Musk and DeSantis apparently spent the time rambling about esoteric online grievance stuff. After Donald Trump spent his presidency using Twitter to amplify his various flashes of rage and cruelty, it looks like DeSantis is planning to use his presidency to amplify Twitter, and specifically the monotonous Elon Musk damaged husk of Twitter. We can all look forward to fireside chats about the woke mind virus. The medical residence strike at Elmhurst Hospital Center is over. After three days off the job, the doctors landed a tentative agreement that includes an 18% pay raise over three years, and Gothamist reports meal allowances on par with their Manhattan counterparts in the Mount Sinai system. The showdown over the debt ceiling keeps getting stupider. Times reports on the front page today that the negotiations between House Republicans and the Biden administration are focused entirely on non defense discretionary spending. The tiny portion of the budget, the Times notes, That includes funding for education, environmental protection, national parks, domestic law enforcement, and other areas. That budget line, the Times says, accounts for less than 15% of the $6.3 trillion the government is expected to spend this year. It is not outsized by historical standards. It is already projected to shrink as a share of the economy over the next decade. And, the Times says, it has nothing to do with the big drivers of projected spending growth in the coming years, the safety net program, Social Security, and Medicare. It's good that they're not actually going to tear apart Social Security and Medicare at gunpoint, But the whole thing just demonstrates how completely empty the theater of austerity is. They'll wreck a bunch of useful programs, make people's lives unpleasant, and fulfill the Republican goal of souring people against government by delivering less than before for no good reason. In a more popular example of spending discipline, the Times has the obituary for Nicholas Gray, the founder of Gray's Papaya, who kept his hot dog prices as low as possible for as long as possible. Gray was not the inventor of the papaya and hot dog combo, He began as a Papaya King franchisee, but he made his own thing out of it and kept good vibes, mediocre fruit drinks, and tasty and affordable hot dogs circulating on the corner of 72nd and Broadway. He was 86 years old, and, according to the obituary, the store has a friendly relationship with its longtime landlords and years left on its lease, which the family plans to renew. That's the news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going. And if you're down by 72nd Street, grab yourself two dogs with mustard and sauerkraut.